on Shady Grove, 999 Shady Grove, I believe is the address. But that's a free event as well for your children and so forth. So nice time to connect and spend some time with your children this weekend and get out. Um, remember to move your trash cans. And, Dale, whenever you get back with us, just let me know. But re- remember to move your trash cans. And for those of you who are not familiar with that concept, what we do here at Butterfly Evolution, almost since the beginning of the show, we've asked people to move their trash cans. And what that means is pick a trash can, preferably one that you use quite often. And for me it was the one in my kitchen. But this is something that my son and I used to do when he was little, um, and it was just to promote change. And what you will find that once you move your trash can, you will find yourself, or at least we did, uh, going back to the place that it was. So even things such as, small as, where you put your trash, your mind keeps up with. So it's important to kind of, to get in the habit because, you know, the days change, seasons change, we change. Hopefully, hopefully you've changed. You're not the same as you were five years ago or even last year. So things change, and we have to be able to adapt to change. So why not start it, start creating change within your life so that your mind doesn't you, – you'll realize, again, how, how accustomed your mind becomes to even things that don't – support your goals and your life because you are accustomed to to them and it's what you know, sometimes it's easier to just stay there. Dangerous place to be, for sure. So continue to move your trash cans. Make a game out of it with your family. Make a, you know, put something on the refrigerator. Keep Have everybody logged on how many times they go back to its old location. Um, since we probably have some new people tonight, Funny story, my best friend, I was at her home, and she moved her trash can. This was last year, I believe. So she participated, her and her two kids participated in the move your trash can concept. And I went to where, and I knew she had moved it, I went to where it used to be like several times that night that I was over there, not just once. So not only was I used to where things are in my house, and even though I knew she did it, you know, weeks prior, and I knew she had moved it, I went back to where it was. So it has. I can do it now, and I do it often, and I'm, I'm getting much, much better at it. So lastly, before bringing Dale on, I um, want you to remember also that your thoughts and your words are very, very important. And remember, sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow an action, you reap a habit. And you so habit, you reach character, and your character becomes your destiny. It becomes who you are, who you think you are, what you think you are. It becomes the words. It becomes your life. So we have to be mindful of thoughts. Throw the ones out that does not line up with your goals, with where you're wanting to go in life. And that means you have to know. You have to do some type of an assessment of yourself in order to determine what's working and what's not. Where do I want to be this time next year? Let's not wait and do what everybody else does at the beginning of the year and set New Year's resolutions that last maybe, maybe a week. So let's not do that. Let's make those resolutions daily in our lives and do an assessment of where we're going in this life for this day. 
So hopefully you guys um, would just do that. We'll make a point to start thinking differently, doing differently, and throwing some thoughts out of your mind, choosing to to uh, guide your mind, guide your thoughts, and not allow them to guide you and dictate who you are, where you where you go. Because of course, words have power, even the ones that we speak to ourselves, or even sometimes the ones that we don't speak out that just become a thought. They have power unless you just break them down, shut them out. They have power. So, Dale, are you with us? Okay, he's not there yet. Tonight's topic is, again, unlimited education, and uh, I think Dale's computer had had shut down and he was trying to get it back up so that he could have all the information there available. What what Dale and I are trying to do is uh, just familiarize you with the program or with the workshops, of course, and he's going to, I hope I don't say any of this incorrectly, he's going to tell you more about it, but we have to start looking at the educational system. We have to start speaking out more. It's like our focus and what is important to us really is the stuff that's not important. I posted a post on, posting on Facebook that it seems everyone who is talking about a relationship, um, men and you know something going on with men and women getting together, anyone who seemingly talks about that or do postings about that. I recently saw one where there were almost 300 comments about a relationship. When are we going to realize, unless you are able to establish a relationship with yourself and know who you are, no relationship is going to be successful in the in the meaning or in the way that relationships were meant to be. So I'm encouraging people to start even thinking about what attracts you, what things draw you in, because this show is about dying to live, renewing the mind, transformation. And what I learned for myself is my mind was totally messed up. So I started to try to go totally against it, I mean really dissecting what is going on here. Who does this serve, this thought? And so what that what that means is I lost a lot of people, I lost a lot of friends, because once you change, um, people reject change. Mainly mainly the change changes that they have to make within themselves because very few people really own what is going on. They don't acknowledge what is going on. For tonight's topic Unlimited education, how much are we teaching our kids, how much self-value, self-love, or just how how much are we preparing them to not just know your ABCs and one, two, threes, but who are you outside of that? Because, I mean, I've, I've heard the saying, you can educate a fool, and what you'll have is an educated fool. They just know how to be a bigger and better fool. Education does not change what's inside. It does not change who you are. So we need to start teaching our kids from early on those ethics, morals, and values. What is integrity? That when you leave, your things will be disposed of, but what type of legacy will you leave? 
And in doing that, we as parents have to do better. I remember going uh, to a community, I can't remember what they called it, and at this time my son was out of school, not in the Memphis school system any longer. But I just wanted to go and see what's going on in our school systems, kind of like one of those board board, board, uh, meetings. But it was open to the public and they had singing going on. And this family came in, a family of four, father, mother, and two kids, and it was pretty crowded this night. And this family, the the mother asked this lady, a mother, another mother, and she was there by herself, and where she was sitting, it was splitting uh, seats. And so they kindly asked, did she, would she mind moving down one seat so they could sit together? So all she would have had to do was move over one seat, like just literally up, over, and down. And she looked at, she gave the most evil look and said, no, I cannot. And what that meant was now they have to split up. So the mother sat on the, on the left side of her. The father sat on the right side of this lady, and the two kids filled in the next two seats, and that completed that role. However, this was a grown woman, a mother, who said, no, I cannot, for no apparent reason. And as the program went on, I noticed the mother who had asked her to move down. She sat and cried, and you could feel her pain. She cried during the song that said can it was about can we can we get along and it was it was actually it was just really pitiful and so what i my point in that is I wonder what this child must be like. I wonder what it must be like to live with a parent like this who have no compassion, no morals, no value to where you just can't simply because it started at six, so of course you're going to have people. Um, and they weren't late at all. This program had not started, so it wasn't an inconvenience. Um, so that that could not have been an excuse. So not only is unlimited education about the school system, but it is about also, in my opinion, how are you educating your children at home? How are they leaving as kindergartners, as preschoolers? How are they leaving? Are you teaching them to share? Are you teaching them to have compassion? Because from what we see and what I see in the world, a teenager, we know this to be true, teenagers are killing people without a second thought. People that look like them, people who are older, people that could be their mothers, their grandparents, they are killing people without a thought. And I can remember my son, fifth grade, calling me because there was a bird dead and people were passing by by the bird as if it was nothing. And so what he said, if that was a body, you guys would be freaking out. Now initially I was I was, you know, much younger and I was I was very alarmed about about that. I thought, wow. But then I saw his compassion. He loved animals. He loves people. But that's because we taught him to love. We taught him to, and he grew up around kids who are who who were challenged, um, you know, in, in some areas. He grew up around a lot of kids, so he had compassion for kids who who did not 
quite look like him, who did not have all of their limbs as he did, who could not move about, who could not talk. And we wanted that. So what, what does it mean? He has compassion for people and a heart for people. But how are our kids going out? So it's not just about what the education system is teaching our kids. It's about what are you doing before? How much time are you spending to teach the kids? Even church leaders, same, same. How do they see us interacting with one another? Compassion, love, or not? So that's what tonight's uh, show is about. And let me see if Dale, I think Dale is, okay. Dale, are you with I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you. Okay, I was. You must have disconnected and called back in. Well, I when you asked if I could hear you the first time, and I said uh-huh. yes, and you didn't hear me evidently, so I just pushed the number one. Okay, great, great, great. And we have another caller. I'm going to pull in. Let's go ahead and get you going. Um, was Rhonda going to call in tonight? Uh, I don't know. I believe she might call in. I'm not sure. Um, okay. I wanted to see there's someone else here, and let me see. And if this is, I'm going to go ahead and pull it in just in case it's her. I'm pulling in a caller from, and I did not tell you guys, I'm going to identify you by giving the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits. I just pulled in 216 with the last four digits of 7857. That's that would be Rhonda. Cleveland. That could be her. Okay, great. All right, I just wanted to make sure that you and pull you in now, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, Dale, we're going to turn it over to you. It just uh, I went through a little spill, didn't give out too much information. I wanted you to do that. So just kind of tell us about you and then uh, about as much as the program and then whatever Rhonda wants to add to it as well. So I'm turning it over to Dale, and then we'll come back with questions and comments as you complete that, okay? Okay. Well, uh, my name is Dale Davis, and um I'm founder of a movement that's called the Let's Change the World Movement, which is all about everybody doing whatever little bit they can to positively impact somebody's life um, or their community. And uh, if we all do whatever little bit we can, no matter how small it is, then together we can change the world, really, one community at a time, one person at a time. And uh, as a result of the movement, uh, we developed a project called Unlimited Education, it was started back in uh, 2006, 2007, and um, uh, myself and a group of uh, educators, and uh, uh, we got together and uh, started doing a lot of research. And since then, we've done some of the most extensive research, uh, we think, in the world on the social economic condition that is impacted by morals, values, and ethics. So, in other words, the impact of morals, values, and ethics on the social economic condition, period. Uh, rather that be in families, relationships, within communities, within our government, within our society as a whole. We believe that morals, values, and ethics are the core problem, thereby being the core solution to most every social and economic problem we face in our families in our relationships, in our communities, in our government, and in our society, and in the entire world. Uh, God gave us a very basic set of morals, values, and ethics to live our life by, and if we do, things will go better. And if we don't, things don't go so well. 
and he intended them to be the very basic foundation that we build everything on. He intended it to he intended them to be the foundation that we build our families on, our relationships, our communities, our government, and our society on. And if we did, then our foundation would be strong, and everything we build upon it would be strong as well. But we have forsaken those very basic morals, values, and ethics. Therefore, our foundation is weak. Therefore, everything we build upon it is weak as well and is crumbling. The moral fabric in our communities is crumbling. So the idea is to reintroduce those very basic morals, values, and ethics back into our society through education. Because what we want to do is expand the definition of education beyond the traditional subjects of math, English, and science to include morals, values, ethics, and more. Because a baby is only born with instinct. Anything after instinct is taught. Anything that is taught is learned. Anything that is learned is education. And every single thing that a child sees, hears, feels, witnesses, taste, uh, anything, Every, his entire environment is education from the time he is a baby on up. And we need to get back to making sure that we pay attention to what our children are witnessing, what they are seeing, um, what they are hearing, tasting, smelling, um, and pay attention to those things because what they see, taste, hear, smell, it's all education. And by the time that child is seven years old, his personality is set for the most part. And from that point on, it takes a traumatic incident to change his behavior and his personality. So by age seven years old, whatever morals, values, and ethics that child has learned is likely to continue for the rest of his life, rather they're good morals, values, and ethics are bad. And so um, without talking too much, I know I've gone on uh, quite a while here, I just wanted to let everybody know that unlimited education is all about teaching those very basic morals, values, and ethics that are required for a person to be um, a productive citizen. Uh, we want to eliminate the dysfunction that leads to bad behavior and bad decisions that leads to crime, violence, murder, uh, even small things like bad behavior in relationships, runaway dads, teen pregnancy, so on and so forth. Okay. Okay. And Rhonda, do you have anything to add? Well, tell us who you are and about you and then add whatever you'd like. And and for those listeners, please know that you select the number one with your question and comments. And for you people that are listening online with us, you can submit your questions and comments there. So you have it, Rhonda. I just want to say real quick that Rhonda is our um, our national marketing representative for unlimited education. So uh, I give you the floor, but I just wanted to make sure I properly introduced her. Thank you, darling, because you know how I get. Anyway, I, I I have the same goals and as a personality and as a person that has experience in my own life 
um, that Dale also has begun this organization and strives for to help. And I do agree with how he's, you know, organizing everything because I believe now that since everything has been so tarnished and dysfunctional, we have to start with our children. We've got to start with the young ones so that their behavior is learned much better and it strives as they become adults so that they teach their children to begin a cycle to try to improve this world. And it really does start in how you think. Books learn everything. You hear every day how these smart people with these uh, IQs out of this earth, you know, can't deal with regular social uh, gatherings on an educational level, you know what I mean, on an educated level, rather. So it's very important. And I am with, down with it, uh, unlimited education because I, I believe in it and I, I live that life my every day. Okay, okay. You know, something you said, Dale, um, when you were talking about when, when kids or children are born, um, they are born with instincts, and you talked about see, hear, you know, seeing, hearing, and feeling. Um, I can remember being told that, uh, and I actually heard this twice. I heard it in a seminar that I was in, a business seminar, and they were talking about we have to be really careful with with our babies because we're always saying stop, no, bad when they when they touch something in that stage of learning, particularly those very early years, that's their way of finding out what is this, how does it operate, you know, what does this thing look, you know, what is this thing that I see? And we're so quickly, I know I I, I was guilty of it for a while until, you know, being told this and hearing it, stop, no, and we're, we tap them, stop, no, bad. And what I was told was, to start out, the things that you don't want broken and you just really not ready to, to take a chance, move, but leave other things out because, and allow them to touch it, feel it, and, and talk to them when they have it. Tell them what this is. Tell them what this does. And pretty soon what you'll realize, once they, they know and they, okay, I know what this is, I know what it does, they no longer want to touch it. And you gradually bring those things out um, not saying that you, you just do that and, and allow them to continue to touch it. They need to know what no means, of course, but it, I think we started out, we start, most of us start out so differently with no, stop, bad, don't touch this, and that's their way of learning. It's like every kid, I feel like, ended up in the, in the cabinet with the pots. I mean, it just seems yeah. like that's a natural thing. They wanted to know what is this, and I can make noise with it, but if we don't allow them to explore then they're not really learning. You know, uh, raising a child is very complex. Anybody that tries to make it, make it easy uh, is just pulling the wool over everybody's eyes. Right. Right. Uh, no child is the same. Um, I'm going to slightly disagree with that based on our research. Uh, I believe that, um, yes, you do want to let your baby explore, but look at it this way. A baby is a blank slate. There are only two instincts that a baby is born with, self-preservation and the instinct to survive, okay? And um, everything else, they have nothing else in their brain, nothing. It's just a blank slate. So if a child reaches out to touch the wrong thing, like fire or something that's going to hurt them, a broken piece of glass or something like that, Stop, a light smack on the hand is good because that's what we have just taught that child 
this is not what you want to do. His brain is a blank slate, and, he, and it registers. Okay, I didn't like that little bit of pain my hand felt, so that means I'm not going to go there anymore. I don't want that pain again. It's that basic. It, the child doesn't understand that that's going to hurt them. The child only understands that, oh, she's going to smack my hand if I do that again, and so I'm not going to do that again because I didn't like that pain. And from that point on, that child is going to pick up very basic things. Um, a lot of people don't realize, even as a baby, when a baby hears daddy yell at mama, okay, and then mama goes and does what daddy says, that baby has just learned that if I want my way, yell. So what happens is, you know, the child gets a little older, and uh, he doesn't like something. He doesn't know why he doesn't like something. He just doesn't. You know, he's simple-minded. He's a baby. I don't like it. But I want you to do it my way, so I'm going to yell at you. Where did I learn that from? I learned that from my dad because he wanted my mom to do something. He yelled at her, and she did it. So I want you to do I know that if I yell, you'll do what I, I want you to do. Does that make sense? It does, and, and I, I, I'm going to slightly disagree with you right back at you because and I think we may be saying the same thing, but I want to be sure that I get this across because I think that's a very important tool to allow children to kind of maneuver. Of course, fire and all that, of course, but how many times, and, and I know, ladies, if you like me, how many times, I remember how many times I told my son, don't touch these curling irons. They will burn you. Stop. I pat the hand, but it wasn't until he touched it and got burnt until he didn't go back. So what I'm saying is, like, things that they they really do, I feel, in my opinion, and I'm speaking more of the toddlers that kind of walking around and moving about because I've seen also those children that go to touch something that you said not to touch, and they think, let me take a look and see if he or she is looking. I've seen that even in the young toddlers where they look back before they do something that you've told them not to do. Um, okay. So they do, they I'm going to get a little know. bit more technical. I'm going to get a little right. bit more technical. Because there are times when you've pat them on the hand and said, no, don't do this, and that pat didn't always work. It was the actual, they wanted to know, what is this? It looks interesting. Sure. Sure. I'm going to get a little bit more technical with you. Um, when you go down to the level of the DNA, okay, uh, some people are born more strong-willed than others. People are literally born a little bit different. You know, you, some people have stronger will than others. Some are a little bit more timid than others. Some, you know, that's built into your DNA based on your history through your parents. You know what I mean? So, yes, the one kid you smack his hand, he'll never touch it again. I didn't like that. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do it. Uh, another kid, you smack his hand, he may be like, hmm, I'm going to try her, try this one more time. You know what I mean? So, yes, kids are a little bit different, and that's why some kids you have to smack their hand over and over again. Some kids you whoop them once, they obey. Some kids you whoop them 50 times, and you get no results. Whooping is not going to work with that child. So know you your know, child. That's why I said in the beginning that, Raising children is very complex. Every child is different. That's why unlimited education takes a variety of approaches. That's why we're so successful because 
Every child is different, and if you put a room full of kids together and you try to educate every one of them the same way, you'll get a couple of them will will get it, and the rest of them will not. Why? Because each child learns in a different way. Okay. And, and that's we, important. as parents, we make a mistake a lot of times. We say, my parents raised me this way. I came out all right, so I'm going to raise my kids exactly the same way. And if I've got three kids, I raised the first kid like this. He came out all right, so I'm going to raise the second and third one the same way. And that's a right. mistake a lot of times because every child is different. Right. So we need, parents, what, do you, what I think we can get from that is we need to, we got to spend time with our children, children in order to know um, who they are and how they learn, what, 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 what methods to best use to prepare them to go out to school, to, to know who they are as best we can when they leave the house, even as in the, at the age of preschool, right? Dale is what you're saying, you know, at some sense of right and wrong. Before preschool, unlimited education right. actually has a home visitation concept. We believe, and this is nothing new, this is actually something that's been tested in many cities across the country, but it's been tested in different ways. In some cities, what it is is a home visitation program. So right there in Memphis, if anybody, you know, is in Memphis is interested, if you have a toddler or what have you, um, you can call either your health department, the welfare department, or um, uh, your education department or the government, what have you, and ask them if they have a home visitation program. And, and most cities do have some type of home visitation program that you can request. And what they'll do is they'll come out to the house, they'll consult with you, they'll also uh, help you make sure you get the proper shots for your children, help you make sure uh, that you pre-educate them for preschool even, and uh, make sure that you've got all the things that you need to properly nourish your child, so on and so forth. All of this is very important before preschool. You know what I mean? The child has to be properly nourished in order to properly learn. He has to be have his proper shots, obviously, for obvious reasons. You want a health, unhealthy child that's not going to learn properly. Um, and to help you, you know, in your home environment, uh, even if you're a single parent, you know, uh, they will help you in your home environment to make sure that it's set up properly for your child to properly develop and learn. Okay, and Dale, you said it's called a home visitation program? Yes. Uh, okay. It may not be called exactly the same thing in every city, but it is some type of a home visitation program uh, prior to preschool, and most cities have some type of uh, program that you can request. Uh, okay. Unlimited education, we believe that it should be mandatory for first-time parents, but we've got a long battle for that. I'm going to do some research for our listeners, um, and what I'll do is post that um, on the show, probably not until the first part of next week, um, busy week, but I'll do some research and at least find out if we have it in our area in Memphis, um, and, and if so, I'll post as much information as I receive about it on the show and on Facebook. So, And for those of you who are listening in other areas, you know, research it and share it with with your friends, with families, and so forth. So we have some callers, uh, Dale and Rhonda, if you don't mind. I'm going to bring some of them in. Um, let's get some questions or comments, okay? 
Sure. All right. Thank Remember you. to identify your call by your area code and the last four digits of the number that you are calling from. Caller from 773 with the last four digits of 0342. You're on the air with us. Please go ahead with your comment or question. Uh, how you doing, Tammy? Um, this is Anthony from Chicago. I'm at a Hi, quick question for this. How you doing? Doing great. Good. How are you? Um, Thank you for calling. Great. Uh, no problem. No problem. Uh, Dale, I was just wondering just to get more of a, um, a really of an overstanding about um, unlimited education. So your organization pretty much picks up um, the lack of maybe a, is it like more of a support system for the public school education, maybe the lack of what the public school education is doing? Actually, uh, what we do uh, is uh, morals, values, and ethics education for children and adults, actually children, teens, and adults. Um, okay. So we have uh, workshops that we do, uh, and the purpose of those workshops is to deliver morals, values, and ethics education. Um, obviously, the younger, we're, the younger the children are, the more receptive and the more success we have with delivering that type of education. Uh, the older a person gets, you, you've heard the old saying, the more stuck in your ways you get, uh, and we have less success. So that's why we always say that the earlier you begin this education, the better. But in the end, you know, you also need to educate the adults because if you don't, I mean, though the adults are the ones who need to deliver that type of education, <laughs> if that mm-hmm. makes sense. No, that makes a lot so of sense. So our, our goal is to uh, we conduct these workshops in communities across the country, and we document the success that we have uh, with the children who participate in the, in the programs. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we document the improvement in statistical areas like education and behavior, we document that improvement, and then we also uh, document the improvement within the communities where regularly scheduled programs are being conducted, improvements in statistics like crime and violence. And uh, when we document, when we collect that documentation over a period of a year or two years, we take that documentation to the school board and we say, hey, uh, if we were able to have this much success uh, with workshops, imagine how much success we would have by instituting our curriculum into the school system. Uh, and now, the reason we believe... Mm-hmm, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just no, wanted to kind of interrupt in that sense. Now, how is that going for you? Because what I'm finding, and I'm here in Chicago, what I'm finding, when you do find a program like yourself that's doing well and, 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 and well, um, well documented, the research is there, are you getting a lot of resistance from the school board? Because that's what Chicago. I find. I find it. Uh-huh. It's amazing that you say Chicago because we tried to open a um, a uh, school in Chicago. We actually tried mm-hmm. to open a progressive school in Chicago. Uh, we worked on it for two years. Um, um, you may know some of the movers and shakers we worked with. I'd be happy to discuss that with you off the air, but it'd be too much to discuss now. But basically, mm-hmm. um, the resistance that we get, um, number one, is it always sounds like a great idea, but when it comes time to people actually putting in the work, right. mm-hmm. then, oh, my gosh, I don't have time, blah, 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 blah. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it gets to be a problem. Uh, right. Number two, um, the resistance is what's in it for me. 
Uh, unlimited exactly. education is an absolutely free program. We don't mm-hmm. ask for anything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we don't want our names uh, name up in lights. We don't want any, you know, money, no fame, no power, no political agenda or anything. So when we mm-hmm. go and we find a group of movers and shakers, we want to institute our programs within the community. The first question people say is, what's in it for you? And our answer mm-hmm. is nothing. And then they're like, well, what are you getting out of it? Nothing. Well, mm-hmm. how do we get some grant money for this? Well, we don't need any grant money. All we need is a place to give the workshops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? A community center, a library, so on and so forth. Well, how, how do we get some grant money, though? Because we want We don't need any grant money. Well, if we don't need any grant money, we don't want anything to do with that. We can't get any grant money. Right. right. So, well, you know, it gets down mm-hmm. to that. And then petty things like... Uh, uh, if we give an event, you know, whose name is going to go first, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, who, whose name is going to go on the event, you know? There's right. a bunch of little petty things that hold you up. And now as far as getting it implemented into the schools, then it's politics. Yeah. You know, exactly. same old thing, you know, uh, nobody wants to change. Uh, and then everybody um, – there are people who always stand up and try to make us into a religious organization. We are not. I repeat, mm-hmm. we are not. Unlimited education. Uh, we teach morals, values, and ethics education, uh, but we're not teaching religion. We teach mm-hmm. the very basic morals, values, and ethics that we can all agree on. There's a core right. set of morals, values, and ethics everyone should be able to agree on. We should all right. be able to agree that killing is bad, exactly. that education is good, Illegal drugs is bad. The golden mm-hmm. rule is good. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. So that's all we teach, nothing more, nothing less, nothing radical. But people, you know, always want to oppose something, and that, that group of people stands up and tries to oppose us all the time. Well, real quick, I don't want to take um, too much of the show time, but, Tanya, I inboxed you because I do want to connect with Dale. And just quickly, um, short um here in Chicago, we're about to start doing, trying to do some workshops, and I've connected with a group of people in Atlanta, and what we're going to try to start doing is some traveling workshops, kind of similar to what you're doing, um, but it's not just about education. We want to do some community work, uh, some social issues and things of that nature, but I can get more in detail off the air, but I just want to make, um, I want to congratulate you on what you're doing, because I, I do understand when you do things like this, especially when you mention the word free, I understand, I, I, I can only imagine the sacrifice that you're putting in on a daily basis trying to make this happen. So I want to just give you that encouragement and just say thank you for what you're doing. And, Tammy, just make sure you get in contact with me um, off the air so we can make this connection. Okay, and I just uh, I just sent a suggested referring request to, for Rhonda and Dale both to, I don't know how that works, but I, I went on your page and did it, so I think you have to accept it, but I did that for okay. both uh, Rhonda and Dale. Okay, sounds good. Sammy, and congratulations to you, my man, because uh, you're part of the Let's Change the World movement. You're making something happen, uh, and uh, I want to tell you we will connect. Uh, we are doing, when, you know, some of the things that you're talking about doing, that's mm-hmm. all encompassed in, under unlimited education as well because we're doing field trips. We're, okay. uh, we've got a bunch of different concepts, participation in the uh, um, uh Political the political process, uh, we're okay. doing music education, we're doing comedy right. education, we've got a prison concept, <laughs> so on and so forth. So I'd be glad to talk to you. 
Hey, okay, Anthony, before you leave, to. will you give, and Anthony is going to be on the Butterfly Evolution show next Monday, so so uh, we'll have information about that as well, but uh, it's already out on the site. But, Anthony, tell as much as you're, you're all over the place doing a lot of things. So tell the people, the audience, about some of the programs. Uh, give your websites and blog information as well. So just kind of give yourself a shout-out, okay? <laughs> oh, I- Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. Basically, everything is on my website, anthonydcollins.com, um, and you'll find all the information about what I'm trying to do. I, I don't have the stuff about the traveling workshops because, literally, we just had our first meeting this past Saturday with the people in Atlanta. So it's definitely on the um, the birth stage. But as far as me personally, you can find out any information at, at on my website, anthonydcollins.com, and as more information comes about the workshops that I'm trying to get together, you know, I'll definitely release that out as well. And, Tammy, thank you. I thank you for being on my show Friday night. You was excellent. And this is this format right here is fantastic. You- thank you. Thank you so much. And so that's anthonydcollins.com. And if you missed that or for some reason can't find it, feel free to connect with me and I'll get you over to him. Okay? Thank you, Anthony. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay, let's see here. All right, I'm just going to check the chat line and the phone line, you guys, and then we'll see what we're doing here. Okay, remember, the phone lines are open. Uh, You do have to select the number one for us to know that you do have a question or a comment um, for tonight's show. So, Dale, tell us anything, Dale, before. I have just a few questions. Anything, Dale or Rhonda, that you want to add, Rhonda, from what? Yeah, I I did want. I do want to say something. I want to, to spot unlimited education is so very important in this day and time because the education uh, systems that were implemented, you know, in the beginning in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s are good for that day. You understand? These children nowadays are dealing with women. Rhonda? Dale, are you still with us? I'm still with you. I don't know what happened. I oh, think can you lost me? Rhonda. Okay. Yeah, oh, we can now. You went out for a minute, Rhonda. Oh, my bad. I apologize. I, I just wanted to, to spotlight that the importance of a limited education due to a lot of the children today are dealing with 20 times more than the kids in the 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, drugs change so much. Now you have a lot of children that are dealing with abandonment, you know, um, adoption, where they're being taken out of their natural uh, homes and put into other homes. So not only do they have to deal with how to be, who to be, and why to be, they don't have anybody to reference who to be and why to be. You know what I mean? So they're right. looking at other people. So it's it's twice as hard by the time a child gets to kindergarten or wherever because then you got someone taking care of them that's a caregiver. They're not a parent. You know what I mean? Right. So it's right. twice as hard. It's so important for unlimited education to help these children ground themselves and, and learn with a foundation on how to be who and why without having to worry and stress about other, all the other things that they have to deal and stress with now in order to think right, period. And Rhonda, you know, you you made me think about when you said that um, the part in the brochure that I got that really stood out to me was where you all say, you know, we need to teach our kids how to be, where to be, where not to be, and when. 
you know, what to stand for and what not to fall for, how to relate to people who don't look exactly like them. You know, that really stood out to me. And, and, and in what you're saying now, we as parents, really, we can say unlimited education and we can talk about the schools, but if you are not teaching these things at home, then there's not mm-hmm. much you can say about the school system. And as as mm-hmm. you guys about the school system, Anthony brought up of the resistance that we that we do get when we go to the school system. It reminded me of a time where I went here to the school system trying to implement a free program to where kids are able to take trips um, where they otherwise would not be able to go on because that happens a lot. Kids are not able to, to even pay. You almost need a job to go to high school with all the fees and things like that. And it was such resistance. Like Dale said, they'll, they'll talk to you, but when it comes to the work, now that, that says a lot because I should have gone down, I should have taken some people and did a, a stand-up, a march or something. We need to start standing up and speaking for things that matter. Because we elect these people in, we pay we pay their salaries pretty much. Because if everybody started homeschooling, then what would happen? So these people are sitting in these offices, like Dale said, they mm-hmm. want money. What's in it for me? What kind of grant we get can get? And then when we get the grants, do does the do the kids really see the money? Is it really being no, spent on pro- getting them ready for society? Because like you said, you you can teach people how you, you talked about Rhonda about the high IQ. We have a lot of smart fools out here, educated fools. We have a lot of that going on because they've not been. You know what I always say. You know what I always say. I always say, what good is a child? You know, we teach math, English, and science. That's what we call education. Unlimited education is all all about expanding our definition of education beyond those traditional subjects. So math, English, and science is so important to everybody, you know, because, hey, we need to know that to get a job. But what good is math if you're sitting up in jail, you know, except to count how much time you got left before you get out? So we have, in 10th grade, we have kids who are taking Algebra two with trigonometry. And then after school, they go out and they gangbang, sell drugs, so, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to do factoring problems while you're sitting up in your prison cell? You know, shouldn't we have taught that child not to rob, steal, gangbang, sell drugs, and then taught him math, English, and science? So we're kind of going at things backwards. And I, and if you don't mind, uh-huh. I want to kind of, I think that it really hits home when I um, say this. Moral values and ethics affects everything. And I always give the example of education. I gave it to you the other day, Tammy. Um, when, you know, we all want our kids to have a good education, but we keep throwing money at the problem. Yeah. We all uh-huh. say, hey, we got to build a new school building. we got to buy some new computers. we got to buy some new books and equipment and new furniture. we got to pay these teachers more money, you know. And the more money we throw at the situation, education test courses keep going down, 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 down. Crime keeps going up, up, up. Violence up, up, up. You know what I mean? Drug abuse, up, 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 you know. And the reason is because if you haven't first taught the child the value of his education, morals, values, and ethics, if you haven't taught the child first the value of his education, he doesn't care. Anything you try to teach him is going in one ear and out the other. 
You know, no matter how much you pay the teacher, <laughs> the kid doesn't care what the teacher is talking about. He's daydreaming about how much money he's going to make on the corner selling rocks when he gets out of school tonight. So if you haven't taught the child the proper work ethic, then he doesn't show up to school on time, to class on time. He doesn't do his homework. He doesn't do the research. He doesn't go above and beyond for anything. He only does the bare minimum he can to get by. And if you haven't taught the child the proper morality, then he can't stay out of trouble long enough to learn. He's always suspended. He's always uh, in detention, in trouble, in the principal's office, or incarcerated. And if nothing else, he's disrupting the class so the other kids can't learn. So, you know, this moral values and ethics is very important in every aspect of our life, even at home. You know what I mean? When that child gets out of school, the proper morals, values, and ethics uh, allows that child to be equipped enough to make the proper decisions. When someone walks up to him and says, here, here's a crack pipe, hit this. You know, that child has to be equipped enough with the proper morals, values, and ethics to sit here and say, wait a minute, that's wrong. That's going to get me in trouble. I'm going to get addicted and I shouldn't do that, I'm going to go to jail. You know what I mean? Right, right. Having some principles and standards and knowing their worth and integrity. I mean, I wonder if we ask kids on the street, let's say 12, 13, 14, 15, or, you know, even higher, you know, what, what, what is morals? What's values? What's what's what is ethics to you? They wouldn't and know what to say. Explain it. They probably wouldn't even know what to say. But again, that's a Most problem. Most adults don't know. Home, you know. And then we have to ask ourselves, and we talked about this, Dale and Rhonda, on your show more. So, what are what are what morals and values and ethics do they see us as parents? Because people mimic what they see. So what do they see? Ask yourself, parents that are listening, uncles, brothers, whatever, What when when these children look at you, what type of respect do they have for you? Do they see you operating and living with morals and values and ethics exactly. and your integrity? Yep. So we, we put it on the school system, but until it's right at home and within you as a parent, even if you have to fake it until you make it, even if you have to fake it, because if you don't, if you feel it's too late for you as a parent, mother, father, whatever, if you feel that it is too late for you, then how dare you not want the best for that child? How dare you not? Amen. And that's what we've gotten to where Rhonda and I were talking about, you know, we've gotten to a point to where even mothers, I mean, I'm hard on women because even mothers, these children can't really count on mothers. The, the very people who birthed them, who carried them in their bodies for nine months, they ate what you what you ate, drank what you drank, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. birthed them out of you, and they can't really count on you. So what does that say? Not only, and that's why I'm wow. so glad the program it works for pets workshops for parents as well. We need to start again. Who we are, you know what's why going we push on? it so hard to be in the schools? Uh, can I can I explain why? Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, uh, there's nobody out there, out of all of your listeners, that's going to disagree that parents need to, uh, you know, spend more time with their children and teach them the proper morals, values, and ethics, and it begins at home. 
Nobody's going to disagree with that. The problem is, and, and a lot of people don't like when I say this, but it's the truth, and I got the statistics and everything to prove it, that's not practical. Um, unfortunately, due to certain social economic changes, including technology and, and all the things that have gone on over the last 30 years, it is not practical to expect that parents are going to be able to deliver the proper morals, values, and ethics to their kids on the mass scale that we need them to today. And the reason is, is because, number one, you've got way too many single-parent households. Uh-huh. And the reason you have way too many single-parent households is because those single parents had bad morals, values, and ethics, went out and either opened their legs or stuck their little thing wherever they wanted to. So they ended up as a single parent. More females than males by a long shot, obviously. Okay? And so now what you've got is single parents with bad morals, values, and ethics that you're asking to teach children good morals, values, and ethics. You know, there's a contradiction there. How can we expect people with bad morals, values, and ethics to teach good morals, values, and ethics? You you, you know, it's just unreasonable to expect that. Number two, uh, what you've got is people who are too busy. Now, we can all agree that you should never be too busy for your kids. But but that's easy for all of us to say, you know what I mean, but much harder for us all to put in practice. Because as soon as you go to a parent and you say, you know, you need to spend more time with your child, and then they're going to turn around and say, well, wait a minute, I'm working eight hours and I go to school for two hours, two and a half hours at night. In between that, I got to do this, that, and the other, go to the grocery store, go this, I got an appointment, got this, got this, that, that. I just can't do it, you know. And to, and to an extent, they've got a point. So the problem that you have is... Hey, Dale, hey Dale Rhonda and I, and I hope I see for Rhonda, we're going to say, as mothers, that's an excuse. I'm serious, because... They're, and I'm sorry, I know about you talking moral values and ethics, but it comes back to that being a mother, and it's something. It's just something different about it when we we find oh, excuse because they will find but time. We can you, all I, agree I, I, the same on that. parent who tells you that will talk to a man on the phone that same night. I'm sorry, that's an excuse in my book as a mother, father, whatever. That is an excuse. We all agree I'm, on that, We all agree that that's an excuse, but, but what I'm saying is there are 150 million parents in the United States. You can't put a camera in every household and make every parent be a good parent. You just can't. You can't expect 150 million parents to all of a sudden, who are stuck in their ways, to all of a sudden change and become good parents. It's just unrealistic, and this is the problem that we've been having, you know, you can watch CNN. Uh, I know Don Lemon he's all, and uh, Soledad O'Brien they, and uh, Travis Smiley, all these people, they have these little get-togethers, and they all talk about what the problem is and the solution, and it's always the same thing. We need to, you know, it starts at home. The reason it never works or ever goes anywhere is because you can't suddenly make 150 million parents all of a sudden become good parents. So if you can't do that, what can you do? You it's it's all important. It's all based on the importance of 
that parent, okay? My example, as you know, Dale, I was in the entertainment business before I had my daughter. I was making three to 5000 a weekend at 17 years old. Understand? Mm-hmm. But, see, I was also a child of a product of a bad woman. I always told myself, I had a child, I'm not leaving my child. You know what I'm saying? It's all about what's important to that person, mother, father, grandmother, person, okay? When I ended up with a child, I stopped. I stopped it all. You know why? Because it was very important to me that my child not feel what I felt to be abandoned, okay? So how do you convince, so how you felt, how do you convince 150 million other parents to feel like you? Well, that's what I was saying. It depends on the person. It depends on what's important to them. And like you're saying, it's very true that many people are not finding it important to dedicate and commit the raising of their children and responsibility on themselves because I did. And my daughter tell you to this so, day, I talk her to death. So okay? my question again is, if we're, if we're trying to solve the problem on a mass level, I'm going to talk exactly. philosophically here, okay? We understand that what we need is each and every individual parent to get it. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. The question mm-hmm. is, how do you get oh. each and every last parent to get it? You've got to try. <laughs> and you're, the, no, and, and unlimited you education is a unlimited education is very valuable. No, you can't. But what I'm saying is the way that we're teaching and the way unlimited education tries to put it out there to learn in today's society is a very good way to start. You have to start with the children. Because the parents children keep their parents. See, you can't get the parents into a room together, uh, you know, 150 million parents into a room together. But you've got children in a room together every day, six to ten hours a day. And guess what? They're not stuck in their ways like the adults. They're very moldable. And so what you have to do is you have to, they're in school. You have to deliver that education in the schools. Why? Because the parents aren't raising their kids, and you can't make them. And this is something that's very hard for me to get across, and, uh, I, you know, even when I, I do speeches and things like that and question and answer people, ask, I, it's very hard for me to explain it. But you can't make. The problem is there are 150 million parents a certain percentage of them are incompetent parents. Another certain percentage of them don't care. Another percentage of them care but don't understand right from wrong. You know, they think it's better for me to go to work and give my child everything they ask for than to deny my child some of the things they need and spend some time with them and educate them. You know what I mean? So. The only place, so what happens is you've got people who, who go to work all day, get off work, go to school at night. You know, they're not partying. They're doing the right thing in their mind. But the problem is they're not raising their child. Someone else is. And this is happening on a mass scale. Somebody else is, is raising your kids. They're in school all day. You're not raising them. When they get out of school, you're at your second job or you're in school yourself, who's raising your kids then? The streets, the Internet? 
See, Dale, you know I, mean? I understand when you say that we can't make people, men and women, we can't make men be better fathers and we can't make women be better mothers. What I do think we need to stop doing is sugarcoating when they're not. Because, again, I feel like the same, we, I'm with Rhonda. I made sacrifices. I mean, I can't even tell you sacrifices that I made. And I, I personally, I don't get it. I don't get, I don't understand. There's something that I cannot quite stand to is a parent who does not, and I'm not telling you that I knew. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it. But I knew that I was going to give it my all, and I was going to give it a shot, and I was going to come with it all the way, that I would lock him up in a room before I let the system or him go the wrong way. And I real, I told him that, and I meant every word of it. But I will take you out before they will. And that's what I mean. And I don't, I don't get the part. But what gets me is those same parents that – you say are incompetent, they don't care, they do this. They care about something and they're competent about something. They are making choices. I think we need to stop sugarcoating and patting parents on the back when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And what happens is we're losing. What we're telling kids is, oh, us, us religious people, we, we see what's going on with, to you, we see what's happening to you, but we, you know, we got to leave you where you are. We can't do anything about that. And now we have the same, the same scenario happening again, to where they're going to grow up and become that parent because they're going to have so much anger in them because we sat back and let everything happen to them, let them be raised by people who were incompetent, didn't care. We left them there. We left them there. So, so what I, I so what, everybody's not going to so get it. So what we're proposing with unlimited education is that we no longer correct. leave them there. We take over the responsibility as a community. Uh, wow. For example, you're you're in Memphis. Well, let me give you a real real true life example. In 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 Tampa, Florida, we've got workshops going on in Tampa, Florida. Communities as a whole have taken responsibility and said, look, we've got all these bad parents in our community. Let these kids do whatever they want to, and we can't do anything to make these parents be good parents. We can't make them. If you try to say something to them, they'll curse you out. You can't tell me I'm grown. They're my kids. You can't tell me how to raise my kids. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't make them. They're not breaking the law. You can't put them in jail. You know what I mean? But nevertheless, they're letting these kids fail kill each other, do drugs, and go to jail. So what do you do? The, the community said, hey, bring these workshops into our community. We bring the workshops into the community. The few people, the few adults who do care, take on the responsibility to say, Dale, train us to conduct these workshops because they work. Right. Conduct the workshops for the children. The children go home. The parents notice a change in their children. And they say, oh, my God, what did you do with my child? You've done more with him in two hours than I've been able to do in 14 years. Would you like to know what we did? Come to a workshop. When they come to a workshop, if there's 20 of them, we get three of them. Why? Because they're adults. They're stuck in their ways. They don't want to change. We get three of them to come on board. The rest of them go back and do whatever the heck they want to. But they let us keep the kids. And we continue to re-educate those kids, and I'm trying to tell you what happened. Some of these kids, uh, the education test scores go through the roof. 
Some of these kids used to never go to school. They're going to school. Um, kids who used to, to be in gangs, they're quitting the gangs. I could go on and on. And it's a solution. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, so I'm not saying that we should, should sugarcoat okay. the parents who are bad. Yeah, they're bad parents. Tell them they're bad. But you're not going to be able to change them. You try to change who you can, you know what I mean, and who you can't, you just got to let them go because there's nothing you can do about it. But get those kids because the kids are still moldable. They're still, you know, and, and raise a new generation of children who have the proper morals, values, and ethics who, when it comes time to have children, they, they make the proper choices. Okay. A now new that, uh... generation. Right, right, and that I understand, totally understand. Okay, um, so Dale, tell us what, um, and I think we lost Rhonda. I don't see her out here anymore, and so I text, I text, if she, if you're there, Rhonda, I text you because I don't see your number there anymore. So Rhonda, are you with us? Okay, I think we lost her or something. I'm not sure. Maybe she had to disconnect for a minute. But so Dale, what, what, um, what states have you had an opportunity to do these workshops? If you just name a few, give us a few. Um, well, we do different things. We we do uh, we have a prison concept. We work with the uh, uh, Lancaster, California prison system, Lancaster prison to be specific, in California. Uh, we've got workshops going on for children and adults in Tampa, Florida, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, oh, wow. I could go on and on. Um, okay. But we've got workshops going on in Texas. They, what happens is we conduct a workshop. For the kids, like I said, the kids go home. The parents say, oh, my God, what did you do with my kids? We say, hey, come to a workshop. We get the adults on board, and then we say, hey, uh, I got to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you'd like this to continue, put together a committee uh, to start an ongoing, regularly scheduled program of workshops, and we'll support you. We'll supply the lesson plans. You know, I'll train a couple of you before I leave. And, uh, you know, we'll coordinate this thing over the Internet and over the telephone. There's plenty of technology. If you need me to come back, I will. But otherwise, when I leave, that community continues to work, and they keep those workshops going. Now, 99% of the time, like I said earlier when the gentleman asked, they, they don't keep going under the name Unlimited Education. They usually attach their own name to it. You know, you get uh, city councilmen who always want to, Say it's the Dale Davis program, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's fine. You know what I mean? Uh, just keep it running. We'll continue to support you. We just want to document the progress because in the end what we're trying to do is introduce it to the school systems. We've introduced it to the Tampa school system, to the Cleveland, Ohio school system, uh, and to the Winston-Salem school system. All three are still taking their time, seriously considering implementing our curriculum into the school system. No one has said yes yet, um, mm. but um, we're working on it. Dale, how, how does the, how do you work, um, you mentioned about uh, documenting, how do you document the changes? Is it, is it an ongoing meeting or assessment with the, with the family? And I think you mentioned for a year or two, right? For as far as being able to document yeah, the change. At least one, uh, at least one, preferably two years. What we do is we work with whoever uh, steps up to the plate.
For example, okay. we like to work with, with school teachers because they have access to kids, uh, okay. and they also have access to uh, the education. So, uh, and we work with the parents of the kids, obviously. And um, before they take the workshop, you know, if it's a workshop, let's say, on respect for education, what we want to know before the kid attends the workshop is what, what uh, is this child's grade point average. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What is his uh, behavior score? You know, and they do it differently in different school districts. Sometimes it's a number. You know what I mean? They give the behavior score, things like that. And we, we get that information before they attend the workshop. Then okay. uh, we document the improvement in that. Okay. Okay, wonderful. Well, it is something um, for our listeners, especially here in Tennessee and Memphis, and for those of you who are listening in other states and you want to, to contact Dale as well, and I'm sure Dale's going give, to give you the information um, before we disconnect, but this is this is something that Dale, right, you, you'll go anywhere, you know, discuss and, and come, make sure that it can happen there with uh, the, the number of kids needed and so forth, but it's not just Tennessee or the name, the state that he's named. If you're in an area and you think you can work with with Dale and Rhonda in putting this together, um, we have we have Rhonda back. I see her number back out there. Okay, Rhonda, I'm pulling you back in. I'm pulling you back in. Rhonda. Rhonda. I'm here. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure what happened. Did we just? I don't. No, I had another call. I had. Okay, okay. Do you have okay, us on speaker? Okay. Do you have us on speaker? Hold on one second. Yes, okay. I'm sorry. I have another call. I had to take it. Okay. Um, so for those of you who are listening, especially in Memphis, uh, Dale and I have discussed bringing the workshops here, and I'm hopeful that um, the right people will get on board and connect and be ready to see this through because I I'm willing at this point to do anything and go all the way because we are tremendously by an alarming number losing the connection if we've not completely lost it already. There's a great number of kids who who are who are being taught and at the same time I feel like sometimes we overlook those ones who are who are are, are making those good decisions. Um you know, but we we just have to make a difference. We have to make a change, and we we gotta start pushing. I mean, pushing people until their backs yes. are up against the wall, and they either have mm -hmm. to say straight to our face, absolutely no, and then tell us why, and then be prepared mm -hmm. to see us on someone's news channel saying that they turned this down in spite of the the dropout rate, in spite of the crime mm -hmm. rate. In, in spite of all these things, we offered a free documented program to them. It shows the success rate. It turned us down. We, we need some people right here in Memphis who is willing to do that, who is willing to join with um, Unlimited Education and make this happen. And, Dale, for me, I mean, I, I, I'm not picky about names and all that. I would like to see Unlimited Education stay there so that, the more pe that's just the society that we work that we live in. The more they see something, and the more popular they think it is, or or it's out there, the more they want the more it. They, 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 it. they want to respond yeah. to things like that, and that's just the way it is. Um, but we need to do something. And for those of you who are listening in Memphis again, if it's something that you want to be a part of, 
Uh, we don't have an exact date yet. We'd like to to have, you know, the kids and parents on board as well. So my number, 901-830-6088, you can connect with me. Um, and then I'm going to turn it back over to Dale and Rhonda. And then the phone lines are open, you guys, if you have any questions or comments. And while I'm turning it back over to you all, I'm going to check the chat line. All right. Dale and Rhonda. Okay. Rhonda, you got anything to say? Um, not right this second. Cause I, I, <laughs> I, I just out for a minute. I slipped out for a minute, so I didn't recall where to see where you were, hon. That's all. That's okay. Um, basically, I just think it's uh, really important. Uh, what Tammy is saying is very true. Uh, we definitely need to do something. I, know, I happen to know that in Memphis, uh, violence is is a big concern there. At one point, you guys were fighting really hard to be the murder capital. Uh, yeah. I watched these statistics all over the country. And uh, so I know violence is a big concern there, drugs, things of that nature. I know all about Memphis. I, I used to go to Memphis all the time when I lived in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's only two hours away. We would go over, spend the weekends in Memphis, go to the clubs over there and everything. So I know how it is there. And um, if anybody... If anybody is interested in bringing unlimited education workshops to Memphis, you can either contact Tammy or me. My number is public. It's 954-213-3327. You can always connect with me on Facebook. My name is Dale Davis. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter at The Change The World. The Change The World. Also, uh, for more information about Unlimited Education, you can either visit our Unlimited Education for Our Children Facebook page or you can visit the Change the World blog, which is www.thechangetheworldmovement.com. That's www.thechangetheworldmovement.com. Click the Education tab, learn more about Unlimited Education. Right. Rhonda, anything? You can go ahead. I'm on Facebook, uh, Rhonda Sharon on Facebook. I'm also on, uh, you know what, I never look at my Twitter, so I'm not even going to put that up there. But um, I do have a contact number um, that I can be reached. If anyone's interested, I can. I will get you directed to Dale anyway. But the number that I can be reached is 440-463-7261. Again, that's 440-463-7261. Okay, if anybody has any questions. I'm based in Ohio, so. Okay, so you're in Ohio. Okay, okay. I'm in Ohio. I'm in Florida. Right, okay. Okay, well, great. And, you guys, the phone line is open. Um, I just want to just say, particularly for those of you, again, here in Memphis, you know, take a just just think about where we are and how much we hear on the news where we have so many crimes that are committed by young people. When I, I, I grew up in a time where a young person, I mean, wow, the, the, to, to hear of a young person, I mean, killing, trying to kill, maybe a fight, and you're right back, friends, the next night, the, the day, the, within the Whoa. hour. 
but to literally mm-hmm. be able to kill someone, sometimes over and over again before the age of 15, 16, to rob someone who looks like your grandmother. I mean, beat someone who looks like your grandmother. Rape someone who is the same age and could be your grandmother. That tells you that our our children lack morals, values, and ethics, and a lot more, and that they've not and been specifically, taught. Specifically, uh, they lack the value of uh, of human life. Life, yeah. You know what I mean? And what happens is, uh, see, when you talk about morals, values, and ethics, you have to understand the definitions. Morality is right from wrong. That's simple. Values are what's important, what should take priority. Ethics are how consistently you practice your morals and values. A consistently uh, moral person is an ethical person, a person who consistently does, works hard, has work ethic. So what happens is if you've got a child who shoots somebody, what has happened uh, most of the time, unless he's mentally ill, now that's a whole other situation, but if he's not mentally ill, what he has done is misplaced his value. He's placed more value on maybe street cred, you know, maybe he's in a gang and his gang members, you know, look up to people who are willing to kill people. So maybe he placed more value on street cred than on human life, which is ridiculous to most normal Mm -hmm. people. But Mm -hmm. trust me, there are kids who are being raised to value street cred more than human life. Um, Mm -hmm. I look at these mass murders that are going on uh, all the time now, which is becoming a fad is the thing to do. Um, What happens is everybody wants to blame it on the gun. Now, I don't want anybody to get it twisted. I do believe in some very basic common sense rules concerning guns. I do believe in some gun laws. Don't get me wrong. But if we make the mistake, uh, and fool ourselves that by trying to hide every single gun, we're going to stop people from killing each other. We're, we're just fooling ourselves. Because mm-hmm. no matter if I take you, Tammy, or you, Rhonda, I can lay a table full of automatic weapons in front of you, either of you, I'm sure. And no matter what I do, neither one of you are going to pick one of them up and go kill anybody with them. Why? Because killing somebody is unthinkable. You see what I'm saying? Because in your mind, killing is wrong. Somebody said, thou shalt not kill when you were a baby, and it stuck with you somehow, you know. But for somebody who has in their mind that, hey, um, all of my friends are dissing me, You know, maybe I'm in school and uh, I'm isolated because I'm different. Nobody wants to talk to me. They tease me. They bully me. You know what I mean? They're bullying me on the Internet, and they humiliate me. And then in my mind, I've got misplaced values. To me, my own selfish feelings are more important than human life. So, yes, they're wrong for bullying me, bad morals, values, and ethics. They shouldn't be doing it, but... Mm-hmm. But I've also got misplaced values because I value my own selfish feelings more than I do their human life. So what I do, I get the I'll show them attitude. Mm-hmm. And once I get the I'll show them attitude, you can't hide every gun. I'm going to find one. And it doesn't right. matter 
if you uh, uh, make me wait 24, 48, or, or a week to buy the gun, because I'm not even trying to buy a legal gun to kill somebody with. I'm trying to buy an illegal gun to kill somebody with. So I'm buying it off the street. And I'm hey, going to search until I find one, and you can't stop me. Dale, you know what? And, and let's just say, you, you just made me think of this. Let's just say that a, a child with moral values and ethics, let's say that they get in this situation because as, as much as we talk about bullying and as, and as much as these kids know the effects of bullying that, that children youth have killed themselves over this, they, they continue to do it. But let's just say a, a child or youth with moral values and ethics, and let's say they, put, they, they are pushed to the point to where they get their hands on, on a gun. In most cases, I, 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 I think, I think I, I can pretty much say a, a great percentage of them, by the time they get to, to that act, they would really have time to think and say, you know, I can't do this. You know, where most of them, they're so detached from, from, like you were saying, they're so detached from life and the value of it and from this world. They're so emotionally and mentally detached until they can get the gun Monday and plot it the rest for the next Monday and never in their mind think, I ain't going to do this, I'm not, I shouldn't do this. They All they're doing is planning, plotting, how to make it work. Whereas a, a child with those, that possess morals, values, and ethics, at some point along the way, something typically will click in and say, you know what, I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I say something really fast? Another thing oh, I've right. learned, and I've noticed, I've noticed here in, in my own community with my own eyes, children who don't seem to care and are de- detached in that way is because they were never really connected to as children. When you, I, I know so many families growing up where the young lady has six, seven kids. You know. She at the bar every night. She's partying. These kids are just there like puppies in a kennel, okay? They have no connection to her. The other one can abuse the other one, and this one can fight that one, and she get a boyfriend, and he beat on them, and there's no attachment in the beginning. So that's why they have the nature where they can, at the drop of a dime, steal and hurt someone, you know? Right. And that's why it's important for these children to have that hug, that love, that kiss that communication, that touch, I love you, that impression, that guidance, that visual. If they never have it in the beginning, that's right. where the disconnection is. That abandonment that so, you spoke of. Spoke so of. You're right. when we get to the solution, because we know that there are a lot exactly. of kids who are not getting that connection, mm-hmm. so what's the solution? And then we say, well, we can't make these parents connect with these kids. So when they get to school, when they get to school, that's the only logical place where you have these kids all day where you can give them what the parents aren't giving them at home and uh, and that you can't make them give them. So while they're in school, the school, the culture in the schools have to change. Mm -hmm. The culture, the entire culture. Bullying in school happens because there's a culture of bullying in the schools. You can't tell me that a teacher doesn't know their students. Exactly. Teachers Mm -hmm. know who's the bully in the classroom. They know who's the weakest link. They know who's getting picked on all the time. And 
And, and I'm going to tell you something else. You know what happens in school? This is, the whole philosophy in most schools is completely backwards. And this is not just something I dreamed up. We've researched all this stuff for like five years. Anybody wants to see a summary of our research and serious about reading it because it's complex, I'll send it to you. I don't care. But what happens is kids are in school and, and they come to school and the teacher stands up at the chalkboard, who did their homework? And kids are scared to raise their hand and say, I did my homework because they'll get picked on. And so when I say question number one, who was the uh, president in 1944 or whatever, and you might know the right answer as a child, you're scared to death to raise your hand and say, I know the right answer because then you're the nerd of the class and you're going to get picked on and bullied. So there's a bad culture. Kids yes. should be getting high fives and prizes and, and, and pats on the back for knowing the answers. Right. See, another thing I've noticed also, hurt or bully kids hurt other kids because they hurt. They hurting, hurt right. Hurt people hurt other people. And yeah. they're bullying because they have no control at home. And they so want to know the right child, They want right, to know that. Right, you find way. a child, you find a child that's a bully. You go to their house. I bet you you'll see why they're a bully. A lot right. of these parents are not nurturing. They're not educating. They're not caring. You're getting these parents. I always told my daughter, I don't care if you were wrong, if you were right. If the police come to my door for you, you better have a good explanation. We got a problem. I'm not going to argue with the police. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you down. Then we're going to figure out what's going on because you shouldn't even be in that environment. And that's why I tell her. Okay, you might have been all right, but um, why they at the door, you know what I'm saying, for you? They shouldn't even be saying your name. I don't right. care what happened. They shouldn't be saying your name. So sometimes you know, it, 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 it's about how, you know, what, kids behave the way, like you say, what they see. So if they got a big brother or father or stepfather punching on them, dogging them, they go right out go. the street and punch on the next person. Exactly. And th th that explains a lot. So in school, when you're teaching these values and essence of these kids in school, you might, with unlimited education, you might get that five-year-old to step up and say, my daddy's, you know, punched me. My stepfather's abusing me. They won't speak up because they're afraid. They don't think nobody got their back. So when you right. you can teach this in these schools, you might get so many more kids to stand up, so many more people to get, you know, get them straight. Right. Not the kids. The parents. But you remember when we were kids that? and you were in school and, and Tommy hit Sally and the teacher would stop teaching math or English or whatever, put the chalk down and come over to the class and start talking to the Check class you. and say, this it's not right to hit each other and teach everybody why it's wrong for time to hit Sally. They don't do that anymore. Right, because no. they need to be taught. A lot of them, not all. We have some good teachers, exactly. but the majority of them need to be taught the morals, values, and ethics. They, have they you are been to these public schools nowadays? You, you've been to these public schools nowadays? When you go to that school, let me tell you, you go to that school, it's the parents that's the problem. It is no, the but look, up, look up on YouTube. I want to challenge anybody out there to look on YouTube and um, look up school. I don't know what you would punch in. Put in punch in school incidents or, or school violence or school crime or school anything. Even punch in your own school name where your kids go to school. You know what I mean? And see what comes up on YouTube 
and you will be shocked what goes on in the schools right now. And this is everything the kids see, feel, touch, taste, hear, witness. It's education. So they're not only getting education on math, English, and science. They're getting education on who to be and how to be Mm -hmm. at school. And if your school has a culture where they allow bad things to happen in the school all the time, your kids are learning from it all day long. That's the education, the additional education they're getting at school. Mm-hmm. That's true. But another thing is they don't want to change that. Why? Because of politics. Politics. Right. And, and don't think and our money. kids don't know that they're being sold out. That's the, that's the part that, 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 that just really irks me because our kids see the politicians who who's supposed to be for them and for the better of the school system and the better of these children. And you and you they see right through them just like we do, that you a ball of crap. Mm-hmm. You really don't care about us. You got me in this system. I'm a number. You don't care if I learn. These kids know this. Just like we were talking, Rhonda, about they how they feel about polices and so forth. They know that these teachers mm-hmm. don't care about them, the majority of them. Mm-hmm. They know. Mm-hmm. So they figure mm-hmm. like I'm already I've already failed, you know. So is it right? Thing. So that way, no. But that's what hopefully unlimited education will be about, and will help them to to get a hold of um, those ethics, more than values that will push them beyond people to not let people stop them, because they have to figure out this is my life. I do not have to be a product of my circumstances mm-hmm. of my past mm-hmm. that they don't exactly. have to be. Let me say this real quick, and then I'll shut up. I want to say that morals, values, and ethics education is only a solution if it is an ongoing uh, program. Because if you take a child and teach him right from wrong today, and you don't continually stay on him tomorrow, the next day, next week, next month, next next year, you know, he will run into the wrong people. That's what happens with a lot of people and their kids. They'll, uh, their kids will all of a sudden fall in with the wrong people, the wrong crowd, and then they'll change, and then you'll end up saying as a parent, I didn't raise you like that. No, you didn't. But you raised them with the proper morals, values, and ethics, but then you thought once they learned them, you didn't have to reinforce them. You have no, you to reinforce have to. this every day for 18 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even, and more, that's, more after 18. More after 18, I'm going to tell you that now. Yeah, I mean, anyway. even after 18, if you're a real parent, you know, you're always a mother. You're always a father. Right. You know I mean? See, another yeah. thing, let me tell you something else I've also noticed. I know people here in Cleveland might get mad at me. I don't care. There's a politician here. Oh, he does so good for the community. He's such a great guy. He gets out there and he gets things done. But after five, he goes to the bar. He get drunk, and he driving his Mercedes Benz through the city getting pulled over by the police. I think it's, you, bye, you don't deserve this position. I don't care what good you do and what you don't do. That's my opinion, because you know why? You got my kids watching you. So they think when they get a certain age and get this job, they can do whatever the hell they want to. No, you cannot. And society allows these certain people because they're friends. They allow these people to do these type of things. I feel if you portray a particular image that affects in your community, I don't care if you had gold poo-poo. Goodbye. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous <laughs> what's being accepted. Gold poo-poo, Everything Rhonda. is accepted. Everything is accepted. 
<laughs> go poo-poo. If it was gold poo-poo coming out you, I'd be in love with you. <laughs> I would follow you around. <laughs> Make me eat. Right. Okay, but you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. And, and you want to teach your kids. You want to show them right. You have to be an example. But if they see that once they turn 18, they can do whatever they want to, they're going to do whatever they want to. And right. they're going to do what they're seeing. Because I, I, I'm, a, as an example, with my own child, I did the same thing. I said, look, you need to protect yourself. Your God, your body is your temple. You know, I'm teaching her all this. Now, when you get 18, you are grown and legal. You can do what you want to do. I shouldn't have said that. I should have said forever in life, you can't do what you want to do. Because soon as she turned 18, she went and had a baby. She went and did this. Oh, wait a minute now. She's like, well, you said when I was 18. I was like, oh, my God. I messed that up. But, oh, well, she was grown. But I wish I didn't steal a little bit longer, like 30. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know but what I'm saying? These kids will be the best parent, though, Ron. You've instilled in her, even at 18, she could still be the best parent. And and I'm telling you, I saw that grandbaby, honey. Just send her here. <laughs> send the grandbaby beautiful. here. Oh my! Why the baby oh won't smile? She will not smile. She won't smile though. It looks like she's ready for the world for real. Like she's ready to just forget the bottle and the pamper. Just send me to school. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, this, Hi, Grandma. I'm sure that the people hey. that are. Listening from Memphis, that um, I mean, I, I really am excited about the pro the workshops coming to Memphis, and and as Dale said, that you know they will want to train us train us here so that we can carry it on because of course they can't be everywhere and in every state, and it would be up to us to 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 continue uh, to see it through and and continue to follow up with parents and kids and and leaders and, and, you know, the schools and so forth. So I've made some connections here with some people. Um, pretty soon have some principals that I'm going to be talking with. Um, thank, thankful, Thankfully to someone who had a connection, used to work in the school system, is retired, made some connections for me. So hopefully, you know, we're no, not hopefully, we're going to move forward with this. Words have power. I said that myself. Awesome. So we are going to That's move right. forward with this. It is going to be a success, or I'm going to be on the news telling on everybody. <laughs> everybody. We, we, everybody. Tell on, tell on who we tried to work on. Remember, Dale? I should tell uh-huh. on them. You know oh, my gosh. About. This is this is what, remember, the gentleman called in, and he was asking about uh, what type right. of obstacles you can run into. We yeah. were working on a project. You can't say their name with, like that. Can you say their name? Yeah, we're not going to say their name. Okay. But oh my gosh! Supposed you know, to be for the kids. You feel me? Supposed to be. Can I say it? Can y'all say this to me? And I say that name? <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> because Might some of the people who were involved, they... the reason is, is because some of the people who were involved are are uh, big big name people, and Money we don't want driven. them to. Right. You know, Money driven people. I don't want them blowing up my house or. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they, you well, know, Ronda, if they do, I'll go theirs up too. Okay. <laughs> can I tell people? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> can I tell people um, about? Um, you know what? We do these workshops. Um, just to give people an example, of what we do. Um, we did one in Winston Salem, North Carolina, where the kids got to run the household finances for a month. Parents mm. loved it. 
Oh, my goodness. Because, yeah, because what we did was we said, uh, you know, we have a room full of boys and girls. So we gave each one of them um, a certain education level. We said, you, you dropped out of high school in the seventh grade. You dropped out in the tenth grade. You, you're a high school graduate. You, uh, you got a, uh, you know, vocational certificate. You, you've got a bachelor's degree. You've got an associate's. You've got a master's. You've got a doctorate. So we gave each child a, a level of education, okay? And then we gave uh, each one of them an income based on their education level, and we took the real income which you're expected to make, the average person makes with that type of a degree in their state, in the state of North Carolina. So if you're a high school dropout, you're expected to make X amount, you know, per year. This is your income. You have a bachelor's degree. You're expected to make this amount. Uh, so that's what you get. So we give each one of them an, an income, divided it by 12. This is how much you've got for this month. And you have Did any of them have babies? Yeah, this is the next step. This is what we did. So okay. then we threw a wrench in the game, and we gave each child or something a different issue. Like we said, you, okay, say a little girl. We said, you, uh, you ended up getting married, but your husband is a high school dropout, okay? You, you ended up getting married to a man who has a bachelor's degree. He works and everything, but he's got three kids with, with three other women, and he pays half his, most of his money to child support. You, you grew up and had a disabled child. You know what I mean? So you got all them extra health expenses. And then they all had to, you know, live off of the amount of money, and so they had to pay rent, and they had to, you know, oh. pay the car note, electric gas, water, so on and so forth. Some of them wanted to go out, and it was amazing. When the kids got done, they were like, oh, my God, I never understood before how hard this is. I thought when I asked my mother for something, she just didn't want to give it to me. She just couldn't give it to me. Right. Isn't that what she told you? <laughs> you wow. Know. Well, yeah. I love, I love that one. That yeah. is that's, that's good. That's a good one, yeah. So, so it's education, you know, it's, it's education, but they have fun. You know what I mean? They don't even realize that they're being educated. Yep. Wow, wow. Yep. Okay, so yep. we're going to mm-hmm. talk about putting a, a, a date together with you all and, and uh, having you come uh, preferably a Saturday for us. Um, yeah, that the school year, it has to be uh, more likely on a Saturday or something before right. because they're in school. Right. And I prefer, Unless we can get a school to come on board, and then, you know, we can do it at school during the week. Right. I'm going to, um, and, and I want to tell everybody about this anyway, I'm going to be uh, doing a conference, a youth conference for Bridges on the 16th mm-hmm. of, uh, oh, let me make sure I got my date right, on the 6th, I'm sorry, on the 18th of October. And, and while I'm there, I'm going to try to make some connections because I think that would be a great um, great facility to 
to hold the, the workshop set. I have some other options, but I think that would be a, another great one. And just to inform them about it. So, Dale, I'm going to connect with you about getting some information in, in hand to give it to the right person there. But it's the Gandhi King Youth Conference, and it's October 18th. Um, Okay. And all day sing, so I'm what, excited what day is about that? What, what day it's is on that? a Friday. It's on a Friday, Monday King Youth Conference. And it's uh it'll be you it know. take place at the Bridges Center here in Memphis. So I'm excited about being able to, to connect with um with the youth there and it's an all day, you know, it'll be a rotation of kids coming through, so you'll have different groups uh during each session, so I'm going to try to make some connection there as well because I feel like the more people we can get involved that are that that are already doing and Bridges is a wonderful uh, organization. I'm sure you guys know about. I may Bridges. try to make that, Tammy. I may try to make that. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, Rhonda. Dale, I, I got a feeling Rhonda and I are going to hit it off really well. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make that. I'm gonna try to make that. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm okay. Well, you, you know you have somewhere to come, so just, just, just you, you can just bounce right I, here I with will, me. I will let you know if I okay. jump in the car and go. I'll do it. I don't have a problem doing that. Okay. And that's okay. not that well, far from gonna, you. Well, it's a good right, way. It's, it's about not that far twelve from hours. It's, it's, it's about ten, from twelve you. hours. <laughs> I've done that before. I've been in the, I've okay. been I just, uh, I'm not discouraged. Every weekend, me and my brother be in the car. We be somewhere, <laughs> so I can I try I'm not discouraged. I might. You never know. I might end up there too. We'll see. Right. Okay. You never know. <laughs> Maybe we can work fast enough to make something happen that Saturday. You know, after that, we we just you know we'll we'll see. We'll connect. Maybe. Um, well, for sure, we need to. I think connect this week and just kind of talk about getting it together here, and then, you know, again, people, if you're out there and want to be involved, I mean, there's ways you can contribute if it's nothing but, you know, buying a pizza for the kids to have something to eat. There's something that you can do. If you don't have the time, you can give give $5. They have pizza now for $5, so there's no Mm -hmm. excuse. There's no excuse. You know, tell your sister. uh, Sometimes, you know, prizes for the kids. Uh, we always, you know, a lot of times people will donate stuff that we can give away to the kids for participation and and stuff like that. Um, or, you know, if anybody out there wants to be a role model or mentor, we have a role model mentor concept uh, during the workshops. You know, you just come in for about, you know, 20 minutes, and if you've got a story to tell that's inspirational or what have you, you know, or if you're somebody who the children can look up to and you want to tell them, you know, how you got there by working hard or what have you, hey, let us know and you can participate in a workshop. Right, right. And we're hoping to have someone, um, hopefully my, my friend, and I see her out there listening, has uh, contact with someone that's, uh, that the kids can really relate to because of the, their status exactly. here and the things that they do in the community. So hopefully we'll we'll have someone that will be willing to come out and just encourage these kids to, and that's another sure. thing. We need more people. We need more people to step up and, and give these, tell these kids, it's okay that you know the answer. It's okay that you're smart. It's okay that you want to to do differently. It's okay that you don't want to sleep around. You want to save your body. It's and okay. And this is why. No, this and is not why. only it's okay, but that's good. Yay. Right. 
Damn, you know, nice. congratulations. That's awesome. You know what I mean? We really right. have to mm-hmm. teach our kids, you know, there's just a whole nother frame of mind, you know, exactly. stop teaching our kids the negativity. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like it's good. And that's another thing I've noticed in the communities in which they're considering poor and, um, you know, uneducated. They've reversed the language, and the negative is good, and the positive is bad. I, I don't get you it. You know what I heard a friend you know of mine I mean? tell her sons? You don't trust nobody. Right. Nobody. So now, that is the absolute worst thing you can tell your children. Now, don't get me wrong. Somebody out there is going to say you can't run around telling the kids to trust everybody. I get that. But you, you cannot teach nobody. your kids not to trust anybody because what that ends up doing is your kids will never have love. They will never be able to have a relationship. They will never be able to have a positive friendship. You are teaching your kids to be antisocial, you know what I mean? And in the end, in life, we all who have lived a certain period of time in life know that sooner or later you're going to be forced to trust someone Mm -hmm. sooner or later, you know what I mean? Rather it be just to have a relationship with them even. And if you're already teaching them morals, values, and ethics, you can always teach them to rationalize situations to know when you're in a bad situation, to also listen to your inner self and your instincts. That's so important. Sometimes I get around people, I feel funny and don't know why. I just get away till I figure it out, you know. Right, right. So hopefully, Dale, your phone will, will... Will blow up, and, and Rhonda, your phone will blow up. I'm going to ask as we as we kind of bring it to a close. I'm going to ask each of you to just provide your information again for those who we had some people that that just came in not not long ago, so they may not have heard uh, the contact information. And uh, so go over that again, both of you, if you don't mind. And then I'll give out. Um, let's see, Anthony gave out his information. I think I wrote that down and kept. I'll give out his information and just kind of. We'll go from there, okay? Okay, ladies first. Okay, I am Rhonda Sherrod. I can be reached on Facebook by message or anything of that nature. I don't do Twitter, and I think I have Instagram, but we're not going to do Instagram. They don't send messages on there. But a phone number I can be reached is 440-463-7261. You're the marketing representative, right? I'm the National Marketing Representative for Unlimited Education, and I am based out of Ohio. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, great. Okay. Okay, Dale Davis here, forever that, whatever that's worth. And um, 954-213-3327 is my number. Anybody's welcome to call anytime with anything positive. I'm always available. Give me a call. My number's public. Share it. That's okay. Um the Change the World blog, www.thechangetheworldmovement.com. Uh, click the Education tab to learn more about Unlimited Education or visit our Facebook page. Uh, if you punch in Unlimited Education, you should pull up our Facebook page there or connect with me on Facebook. My name is Dale Davis. Okay, thank you. I cannot believe we've gone almost two hours with this, y'all. Great show. Thank you both for for just uh Tuning in, Rhonda, thank you for calling and calling back in with us and 
Um, just can't thank you enough. I'm hopeful that, that you all that are listening and you that will listen to the archive show, that you will take something from this. And if you if it's not a limited education, get involved in something, even if it's a, if, even if you start within your own home, which is where I would prefer that you start anyway. Start to renew your mind and, and take just just take a more careful look at how you think, what you say to your kids, what do you say to yourself, how do you live your life, positively or negatively? Do you do you just assume the worst and all the time, or you do you just expect things not to work out? You know, what are you doing? What are you teaching your kids? It's never too late to start. Never late to start and your kids they want to see it in you first they want to see those mm-hmm. things in you because they look at you as themselves as part of you they look at mm-hmm. themselves as part of you so if you're this way they're thinking so I must be as well and it just becomes that yep. much harder to get it out of their system and then they go face school they go face those kids they go face those teachers and here they are all over again and we wonder why they become detached so start somewhere but those of you in in memphis i am looking for my phone to blow up um you can start tonight if you want i don't really sleep so you can start tonight and we can talk there but but let's do something let's join together don't forget about the the event next Saturday. Celebrate celebrate life. We're coming together, uh, talking about what we are individually doing in the in the community for our children or for for whomever. And that's at Botanic Garden at six o'clock. It is a free event. However, you must RSVP. If your name is not on the list, you will not get in. I'm so sorry, but we just have to know who is coming. So, decent and in order. Uh, if you do want to attend and you did not receive an invite, call me, 901-830-6088. We have the Grizzly Granny, Grannies Dancing, um, speakers, food, just a night of fellowship and fun. So it is an outside event, maybe a little bit chilly, but we're going to have the fireplace going as well. So it should be a lovely night. Botanic Garden is just a beautiful, beautiful place. The lake is there. It's just a beautiful, beautiful place. So keep that in mind. Um, again, the Gundy King Conference, Youth Conference, I'll be there on the 18th at Bridges. I'm going to check and see if they are they if they are accepting more more children. Rhonda, I'll connect with you about your coming here. Would love to have you if, if so. And uh, we will we will all talk this week about getting together about a date for you all to come here mm-hmm. for the workshops mm-hmm. to take place. Uh, last call okay. for our listeners for you to get in, make a comment, ask a question. The phone lines are open now. Same with the chat line. If if you have anything, now is your time. If not, um, we're going to attempt to bring it to a close. Anything, Rhonda, anything else you want to add before we bring it to a close? No, I think we did an awesome job. I, I think we did very well today. Okay. What about you, Dale? No, I think we've covered all we can cover in one day. I think we did. I think we did an awesome job, Rhonda. <laughs> Thank you all. I'm so honored to, to have, well, I feel I was going to say met you, but I have not. I feel like I have. But um, just, well, it's okay. That's, that's called connection. Yeah. That's, what the, yeah. Uh, the, the, that's the new way uh, technology, telephones, Internet, is bringing people together. You know, um, we're friends with people all over the country. I've never even seen them. 
face to face. Yeah, there's a few I've never seen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. There's a few I've never seen and a few I've talked to and never want to see. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. All are not in that number. So, Okay, mm-hmm. well, that being <laughs> said, again, thank you, Rhonda. Thank you, Dale. Um, oh, thank you. Okay. Thanks for having oh, thank us. Thank you for having us on the show. You're very welcome. Thanks, everyone, for staying, staying on for two hours. We are five minutes shy of two hours. Thank you all for staying out there. I see you out there. Thanks, everybody, for your comments and questions. I want to quickly give out anthonydcollins.com. Anthony has a radio show as well um, as a blog, but he said you can find everything on on his site, anthonydcollins.com. He's another person have not met, only just connected through Facebook, uh, but he's just doing wonderful things. very empowering. He's very positive, and so much so you you, you kind of get motivated through his postings. That's a great thing. Oh, so, okay. Um, okay. Anthony D. Collins is 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 the website, and he will be on uh, next Monday on the Butterfly Evolution Show tomorrow. And I forgot to mention this. I'm on tomorrow. The title tomorrow is Tired of Being Black, and this is an Ooh. author. It's very interesting. The book is a really good read. I mean, that's kind of what I said when I heard it on the radio, and I thought, i got to get a hold of this person. His name is Rodney Jordan, and he'll be on with uh, me tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Very interesting. You guys really need to come back and and listen. This book is a short read, but it says so much. I believe it's like 50, 60 pages, 60 pages long. But it's so powerful. This young man was put out at the age of 12, being disobedient, wasn't listening. Mama said, you got to go. Put out, uh, he says his former teachers and people that knew him, when they run into his family members, they say, they think he's either dead or in jail. He's he's a coach, school teacher, turned his life around. And what he's really saying is that I'm, I don't feel like I should be called a sellout or be deemed a sellout because I wanted, I chose to do differently or even Black History Month. You know, it it gets so deep what he talks about in such short number of pages. So if you guys can Mm -hmm. come back and hear that tomorrow, if you can't, be sure to listen to the archive show. But his name, again, is Rodney Jordan, and the title of the book is Tired of Being Black, and he'll be on with me tomorrow, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Okay? All right. That sounds good. All right. All right. Well, you guys, um, it's been just wonderful and uh I'm going to say good night and, and just start the day all over again. It's been wonderful. All right. Thank good you. night. All Thank right. You. Thank you. It's been a long
But I know 